Boyd Patton, president of Middlebury and professor of religion. In this special series, I'm checking in with our community to see how people are doing so that we might be alone together. Today, I'm speaking with Sabine Pooks, a senior at Middlebury, a poli-sci major and editor-in-chief of the campus. I want to start by, first of all, thanking you for coming on. You're in the middle of doing online classes. You're in the middle of figuring out what COVID-19 means in your own life. Um, so thanks for being here. How are you feeling? Personally, how are you? I think every couple of days, I feel very overwhelmed by what's happening. And I definitely miss my friends a ton. I'm very lucky to have a very great home situation. And my younger brother is a first year at a different college, but he's also doing the whole online classes thing. So it kind of feels like high school, doing our homework in the kitchen late into the night. So that's kind of reassuring in a way. I definitely uh, kind of mourn the end of my senior year at Middlebury, but I, I recognize kind of the relative weight of what's happened in my life. It has been pretty okay. So I feel very fortunate in that regard. Yeah, well, I mean, because you are a senior, you've lost the final quarter maybe of your senior year you've uh, had to forgo an in-person graduation on the day. We want to make sure that you guys have the in-person celebration that you deserve. So that's going to happen at some point next year. But how have you adjusted to the reality of those losses? What, what's that been like for you when you first heard the news and then as you've been um, home re-experiencing high school, but four years later, that's such a great, a great image. I think it def was definitely most jarring when we were first kind of getting the news and first thinking about leaving school. And that's kind of when, you know, all the seniors tried to kind of pack in as much of a senior week as they could. I think since coming home, I don't really know if I have quite come to terms with not having um, those things. But I do feel really grateful that in the time that we had, we were kind of able to replicate some activities that gave us a little bit of closure. Like for example, I'm in an acapella group and we had an impromptu senior concert in Proctor Dining Hall in the middle of the week and each of the seniors sang their quintessential senior solo song. And usually we plan that out for months and we have a ceremony after in which we kind of celebrate the seniors. And while we didn't get to do that part, just having that the small concert even as impromptu as it was felt like a replica of kind of what we would have been able to do with more time those things um in the moment i think made everything feel like it was coming to an end now that i'm here it's hard to to grapple with these things from a place that i don't associate with college very much at all it's almost it's like a pre-college place in a lot of ways are you back in your old room that you haven't changed in its decoration since high school Sure am. I have all my theater posters on the wall. My high school newspaper is pinned up on the wall. Um, <laughs> you don't want to change. You could like put some Middlebury swag up there. I actually have my letter of admission on my board too. I know I should, I should update it, but I guess that would be a good project to do with all this new downtime. You know, you mentioned downtime, but I don't believe you for a minute because you're busy leading the campus. And let me just pause to say that you've been a really awesome editor-in-chief to work with. You produce really good journalism this year. 
what's it been like to adjust to working at home rather than uh, in a newsroom? Everyone I've talked to has felt a collective loss of motivation. Some students feel very overwhelmed by the prospect of doing this from home and overwhelmed by balancing their online classes with the newspaper and have stepped back a little, but a lot of students see this as a kind of productive channel into which they can focus their energy and feel like they're doing something that is bigger than themselves, you know, in the midst of sitting at home and kind of feeling very disconnected to Middlebury in certain ways, this is like a, a way to really feel connected and to feel like we're doing something that is creative and productive for the community. In terms of kind of physically motivating ourselves to work from home, that can definitely be a challenge and, you know, to not have our staff in the newsroom, we so value that face-to-face -face connection. But luckily, it's a very competent team. People work, we work on Google Documents, so there's a lot of back and forth that happens. And I think a lot of the in-person work we did was to kind of construct the physical layout of the paper. We do a lot of editing remotely anyway. And now that we're not doing the physical PDF version of the paper, we can kind of repurpose some of that time that we would have otherwise been using to do that. Do you still have a daily routine as uh, a newspaper? And do you also have a daily routine as a student? I have had trouble getting up in the morning. My room is really cozy and it feels like a cave. And so I definitely start my day later than I would be starting it at mid, which is a bit challenging. But once I'm up, I try to sit down at my kitchen table. I make breakfast and I just answer a bunch of emails and do as much campus as I can before doing a little prep for my classes. We're still rolling out coverage on Thursdays. So we're trying to finish editing most pieces on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That process has been slightly delayed because of just people getting back into things, but we're trying to kind of still keep the week pretty front loaded. On the weekends, I've been trying to decompress. Also applying, I've been applying to jobs because all these jobs that I've been applying to um, are kind of no, deciding that they no longer want to hire people. So I've had to ramp up my job application efforts. So that's kind of what my weekends look like. But day to day, it's actually been more challenging than I would have expected to balance online classes and other work. I think even if there's not technically more work for the online classes, the kind of activation energy that we need to put in to get to a place where we feel like we can do our best work, I feel like it's just a little bit harder. So there's just like slightly, everything takes slightly longer, even though I'm not walking to class, I'm walking from my bedroom to my kitchen and then to the bathroom and then back to the kitchen and the commute is so much shorter, but still somehow there's this like superfluous time on the edges of everything that kind of adds up. There's definitely these like fringy times when I'm just confused about where the day has gone. Uh, you're also doing this wonderful thing, which is the remote storytelling project. And I thought it was really a um, wonderful uh, idea for you to, to pursue this. So tell us a little more about it. I think one of the biggest questions we have when leaving campus is how you're going to recreate the sense of community you get on campus, kind of just like charting the day-to-day the -day lives of people that is really intangible in a reporting sense. We knew we wanted to do some kind of vignette style series. Our digital director, Amelia Pollard, had brought over a couple ideas of what that would actually look like. I think at first she had recommended choosing six or so students who were going to kind of be correspondents and report, you know, every week or every other week. And then we kind of thought it'd be cool to just see how many submissions we could get by opening it up to as many people as possible. 
and kind of realizing that there are so many different stakeholders in the Middlebury community. We've gotten a ton of responses from alumni, which has been super cool. And the thing I love about that is just the geographical radius of the people that we're able to reach out to has really expanded. Do you have any specific stories that you find particularly moving that you could share? Our first blast of stories is going to be all seniors. And one of the seniors who wrote in talked about have, uh, actually getting the virus on, on her way home and how that was an intense experience. A good friend of mine read this beautiful essay about how he's found solace in bird watching at home in a town that he never thought he'd ever return back to. And we received a submission from an emergency room doctor who's an alumna. One of our questions we asked was, what are you most afraid of at this time? And another one we asked is, what makes you happy at this time? And it's been fun reading the answers to those questions especially. Um, and I think kind of realizing that a lot of the fears people have are universal, but that also that there's some things that people are finding joy in. Like one of the seniors who contributed wrote, she has found a lot of solace in the fact that her neighborhood is the same as it was when she was eight years old. And I thought that was really cool. I think people, are, I, I get the sense people are very good about finding kind of the positives. I love that. And I, I think it's very interesting people kind of returning to landscapes of their childhood for many, not all students. Um, and that itself being a very interesting moment to reconnect with something that you were in the midst of leaving. And I'd also love to hear you talk as a journalist about the role that the campus plays in our community and what's important to report on right now. I feel like we're very lucky because over the last couple of years, the amazing people I've worked under at the campus have gotten the paper to a place where there's a lot of trust from all corners of the college that I don't know if has always existed. I think it ebbs and flows, but right now I feel like the position we're in allows us to kind of do this remote work and people want to contribute and people are excited about the work we're doing. I think at different times since the announcement and since this COVID stuff has been happening, there are kind of different points in which I see our role very differently. I think, you know, immediately following the announcement and kind of in those first days and still now in a lot of ways, it feels like first and foremost, we are getting information out to people, getting them the information that they need ASAP and kind of serving that information providing role. I think sometimes I see our role as a way to bring people together. Like we got a ton of op-eds about grading and heard people's thoughts about the grading policies and tried to write a story kind of synthesizing a lot of those arguments. And then I also have been recently thinking about our role retroactively, thinking about what it's gonna be like to go through the archives in 10 years and wonder, what was, what was Middlebury College like when this was happening? Because I'm obsessed with special collections. I could spend hours looking through old campus articles and all the, all the different publications they have on file there. But they've been posting a couple of stories that we posted back in 1918. And separately, I have a friend who's looking into, um, for his first story that he's writing about how apparently in 1802, there was one one graduate, I think the college had one graduate and he couldn't go to the ceremony because he was sick. Going back into the archives has been so fun and it makes me think about when our paper becomes the archived paper. Um, and I think that's very much on the forefront of our minds and when we write stories, providing the context that feels very baseline for people. I think I have to remind myself that, you know, when people are reading these stories, which they hopefully will be years from now, that they're gonna kind of need this context and that there are all sorts of pieces of the puzzle that when they put together, I hope they can get a kind of a full sense of what Middlebury was like during this thing and, 
And that's kind of also the impetus for this off-campus project is I think it'd be ingenuine to not try to touch upon some of the intangible ways people are feeling at this time. I completely identify with you as an archivist. I had a moment where I began to think, well, who was president in 1918? And I found out it was John Martin Thomas. And uh, he was a very interesting kind of kindred spirit because he was the first to live at Three South as a president. Uh, he also had a degree in religious studies. Um, he wrote so it's been a very interesting sort of period of research for me as I think about the different moments of the college and moments of crisis in the college as well. I'm wondering, do you think that there will be a COVID legacy that will change the way you publish your paper? That's an interesting question. I think at the beginning of this year, we had been toying around with the idea of shifting to online only. And I I personally love the print copy of the paper and I want to kind of maintain the print version as long as we can. And, but I do think that there are some parts of doing online only or mostly online coverage that are really great that we're seeing right now. And I think that's, like I said before, being able to kind of whittle down the time we're spending in InDesign, which unfortunately often falls on some of our most competent editors who should be editing stories end up having to kind of do a lot of nitty gritty layout work. Also just the speed at which we can upload online stories is really cool. So, you know, when, when things are kind of unfurling at rapid pace, the print version of the paper doesn't always feel like the most relevant way to convey that information. But I think, you know, there are a lot of changes we're gonna probably see to our online coverage this semester. And our online team is really robust and has been working to improve our website and do cool things like get us on Apple News and figure out you know how to address some bugs on the site and get a better comment plugin so and i think those kind of things now that, that we're only online it's going to become kind of abundantly clear what what our website could be at its best i just want to say thank you for everything that you're doing you definitely didn't sign up to be this kind of editor in this historical moment, but here you are pivoting in all the ways that we need to. So I wanna thank you for helping the campus be the place that keeps our community together in as many ways as it has, and uh, for all the storytelling that you've been doing and all the great journalism that you've done. I will see you at your graduation. <laughs> yes, I'm just so excited. And thank you so much. And thank you for, I know you guys have been up to your eyeballs and it's it's been really great okay take good care